Hey everybody, before we start the podcast, quick favor to ask, if you haven't already, go to voting.australianpodcastawards.com, type in Paul Taylor Podcast into the box and select your vote if you would be so kind. And if you voted already, thank you. Now, on with the podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Mojo Mondays with myself and Coach Carly. Good morning, everybody. Well, it's morning where we are now. And happy Father's Day to you, world's greatest dad. <laughs> Thank you. I must say that anybody who has primary age children whose schools do the Father's Day stall, you've got to really cherish those presents because once they get to teenagers, they forget, even though there was a lot of prompting that it's Father's Day today, they still forgot. She just thrown our teenagers under the bus before I did. I have. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thankfully, they don't listen to this podcast. So yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're not not aware of how widespread the shame is right now. (laughs) So today we are going to be talking about this skill of attention and attention is very much at the core of Marita therapy in Japanese psychology. And I thought I would start this chat with a calculation. So I turned 54 the other week and I decided to work out. You don't look a day older than 40, my dear. Thank you. (laughs) Brownie points. I decided to work out how many days I had left to live based on a life of 30,000 days. And this is an exercise that I did when um, I first went over to the Toto Institute in Vermont, which is where I studied my Japanese psychology certification. It was the very first exercise that Greg Creech did. So you can imagine I'm over there and... Um, you know, didn't know anybody and it's all a bit kind of, you know, everyone's a bit nervous and meet each other. And the first thing you do is work out how many days you've got to live. It's <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> but it's not supposed to be like a morbid exercise. It's more to, um, it's more to a motivating exercise because we mm. do have these finite days on this planet and we don't even know if we're going to live another day, let alone a full life of, of 30,000 days or more. So, Where we place our attention in any moment is how we live our lives. So if we're spending precious moments scrolling on social media instead of spending quality time with our kids or maybe being out in nature or doing something meaningful or something that's um, good for our health like movement, you know, that's that's the quality of our life Mm. then and there. And so so I worked out, back to the calculation, I worked out that I have 10,263 days left. I've lived 19,737 days, which is actually only 2,819 weeks, which doesn't really sound no, that much. It doesn't. So you're two-thirds of the way through, is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> And, and that's that's obviously based on 30,000 days and people can do the calculation around that. And, um, you know, if I always say to people, if you're if you're female and really healthy, you probably live a bit more than that. But if mm. you're unhealthy, it's probably less than 30,000 days. And if you're male and unhealthy, it's probably significantly less than 30,000 days. Right. Yeah. Which is but- quite confronting. It is, it is. But who knows? Who knows? Mm. Because this is the uncertainty of life, really, and the, and the preciousness of, of life. But just what you said there um, about where you put your attention is really important. I think from a neuroscience perspective, uh, that, that's a really good statement because whatever you pay attention to, your brain commits cells to it. 
Mm. It's just as simple as that. So just be aware where you're placing your attention. And as you said, there's there's lots of people spend hours and hours just scrolling on social media with those little dopamine hits. And it's just they they are tension thieves. It's sucking up. That that's their primary purpose is to steal your attention for as long as possible. Yeah, that's how they make money. And if yeah. you actually um, type in on Google um, attention expert, it will come up with social media experts. That's that's the Google search is because around. Because they, they have the the world's best scientists work out, working out how to steal and keep your attention. That's why. Yeah. So our attention it's um, is often also on our unhelpful thoughts and our mm-hmm. uncomfortable emotions. So that's this inward focus attention, and this is this can be like being stuck in a prison when you have ruminating thoughts that just keep coming back, and it's just like this stuck record playing over and over. You do feel very very trapped, and it can significantly affect our well being. And our automatic reaction is to want to get rid of them. So we can start debating with the thoughts. We try and will them away. We say, why am I having these thoughts? And mm. we try, and then we try to avoid them through distraction. and Or you know, al- alcohol, drugs, those sorts of things are big avoidance strategies from um, negative experiences and emotions, right? Yep, absolutely. You know, binging on Netflix is, you know, the scrolling on social media. And the thing is, is that these strategies, they do work short term, which is why we do them. So we get this short term relief. But most of the time, these thoughts and emotions, they will keep coming back. And um, then you go back to the short term strategies and then you spiral down. And I think it's really important for people to understand why they tend to gravitate towards these things. And, and and what happens is when you're experiencing discomfort, right, whether it's from an argument you've just had or internal discomfort, either you're um, lamenting on the past or you're anxious about the future. Um, our brains have worked out really good ways to get rid of discomfort and 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 it's about uh, um, pleasure seeking and and dopamine particularly will give you a little hit of reward, but dopamine's the chemical of more. So uh, let, actually, let me get a little bit tighter. So when we do any of those things, whether it's food or alcohol or, or scrolling on social media, there's a pleasure that comes out of that that involves a whole bunch of neurotransmitters. But dopamine is the chemical of more. That's the one that keeps you wanting to do it, right? And and these things are giving us little dopamine hits, um, beautifully designed strategic little surprises that give these dopamine hits, what we call prediction errors in the brain, that make you stay on that, whether it's on alcohol or, or binging on shit food or social media scrolling or watching stuff on Netflix. So that's what's happening. Your brain has worked out to this point how to manage stress. Some people mm. it says, get me ice cream. Some people it's like, get me social media. Some people it's get me drugs or get me alcohol, right? So I think it's important for people to understand why it, it, there is a tendency to go towards these certain behaviors when we feel discomfort. Yeah, and it's really good to know that physiology because you don't have to get your dopamine hits from these mindless activities. You can get your dopamine hit hits from more meaningful activities mm. like like exercise like a hobby 
Yeah. Like putting putting your attention into into a hobby like cooking or you know working with clay or you know joining a, a group. It's like there's a lot of things that you can do to get that reprieve, but in a more meaningful way. Yeah, absolutely. So, so what 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 else as does Japanese psychology tell us about attention? So Marita will talk about this self-focus attention, which is obviously our focus on our internal world of our thoughts and our emotions. And then there's an outward focus attention, which is everything else on the world around us. And often when we're so focused on our internal turmoil that's going on, we actually don't notice what's in the outside world. So there's this really beautiful exercise that you can do where you imagine that you're holding a flashlight and that beam of light that comes from the flashlight is your attention. And wherever you shine that beam is what gives you energy. And so it's what it's wherever you shine that is what grows. So you can adjust the light. You can have it on a high beam, a full beam. So you, it's broad or you can narrow it down so you can just focus on one thing. But what's important is that you can control where that beam of light goes. So self-focused attention is when we're shining that beam of light internally on our thoughts and mm. emotions. So obviously that can be helpful. We don't want to be always shining it outward because we're and, doing- and we've got it. We've got a plan for the future as well, right? It's yeah. it's when yeah. it's when this stuff is on the helpful when yeah. you're lamenting on the past or being anxious about the future. That's when you're probably need to retrain the flashlight of your attention, right? Yeah. So it's it's on it's circumstantial. When So I'll give you an example. So if we're anxious, we can feel like we don't have control and so we shine that beam of light on the symptoms of anxiety with the purpose of fixing it and willing it to go because it's uncomfortable and we want it to go away. But the problem is, is that putting that beam of light on our the symptoms of anxiety, like our rapid heartbeat or maybe the hands are shaking or we're sweating or whatever that is, that's what's going to grow. It's going to get worse. It's going to make so, it worse, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Marita would describe that as misdirected attention. So the outward focus attention is when we're shining that beam of light on everything else. So the outside world around us. So we can redirect that light from inwards to a beautiful blue sky or the sounds of bird chirping or you know, the warmth of our dog's coat or the aroma of our coffee. So we're we're using our senses to to as a tool to divert our attention away from those internal worlds to the outside world. And all of a sudden, our world expands. It's like the camera being gone from, um, you know, normal focus to panoramic focus. And, you know, nature in all its glory is there for us to soak up in a sensory experience, and it really is therapeutic. And now, a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Something struck me as you were talking about that um, from athlete training so uh, i remember talking to um chuck i can't remember his second name um exercise physiologist in the states brilliant guy this is years and years ago and he was training with athletes around um their 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 visual system and so they had stuff where they had to focus in their attention into a, a really small field and then they had to open it up massively right mm -hmm. and then back in and then open it up and and that's really important for athletes in team sports i think he was dealing with um american football players but any team sport you know you got to be focused on the ball and what's coming and then you've got to expand your attention to the whole field of play and the athletes that do that really quickly are much more successful so 
you can train that. And they, they all train this now. Um, but we can do similar things. I, I, rem- I remember us being in the sauna, listening to a meditation tape. And, and it was about having your attention internally on what you're feeling, your sensations, and then bringing your attention back out to the outside world, listening for sounds and those sorts of things. Mm. And I think that's a really useful thing for people to do is to just go into meditation, focus on your breathing for a while, just like a a minute. And then you could even set a little timer or something like that. Um, And then you switch your attention to the outside world, listen for the sounds, those sorts of things, then switch it back, then switch it out. Um, yep. This, I think, is a really good way to train your attention based on what elite athletes do. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. And the other thing you can do, you don't necessarily have to have it as a meditation. It's like when you go for a walk. Mm. I mean, how many times do you go for a walk? Like I, I will even walk up our street and I will notice a house and I'll go, oh, I've actually never noticed that before. So if you go for a walk and just observe how often your attention is on your thoughts and your emotions, and then you can, once you recognize that, then you shift your attention to the outside world. So just notice what you can see, notice what you can hear, you know, stop and touch the texture of a leaf. And and so practice that in your everyday because when you practice it when things are calm and normal, that's when you're training yourself Mm, for when there's a really challenging time and those ruminating thoughts come. And it's important to know that this isn't um, some kind of magic pill that is going to suddenly get rid of the thoughts and the emotions because that's not the purpose because we're human and we are going to have, we can't just switch off. Um, so, but it is a training in being able to dial it down. So our attention can really dial down the, the intensity of the emotions that come up and the thoughts that are in our heads because it's on other things in our outside world. Yeah. And, and I think if people, if they, if they do struggle with this and if they do re- realize that they have a lot of internal focused attention, um, it, you're dreaming to think that any sort of a pill or, or, or any quick fix is, is going to solve this. This, this is about a training program. Mm. This is about retraining your mind. And, and, and attention is one of the main five things that the brain does, uh, um, you know, with per- perception, sensation, attention, um, the emotions and thoughts and action. So it's a core process of the brain and and we need to train it because we have been trained by society um just with with all of these things um social media uh, all the emails all of these netflix the, the, they are training us to lose um the control of our attention and, and we need mm-hmm. to train back regaining control of our attention and as you say the best, the worst time to try to do this is when you're in in the middle of the shit storm. You've got to do this when things are relaxed, so that it starts to become habitual. That's the key thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's got to be intentional training here. It's got to be just as much as part of your your exercise routine and your nutrition is your attention training. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And 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 actually, just as you mentioned. Um, uh, exercise and um, some pretty cool stuff by Joseph Macora actually should get, having people doing endurance training on a bike like like um, time to exhaustion or um, you know really intense exercise and then he gave them 
um, some uh, tests to do, cognitive tests to do. So there are sort of these standard tests that are actually really hard cognitively. And, and when their attention was shifting towards that, they actually performed better because the attention wasn't on them internally and the discomfort and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. The attention went outward to something else. They actually performed better. Wow. And, 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 and that training, when he trained them to do that, then when they did performance without that, their performance improved, right? Mm. So that just shows you again from the world of elite sport that training your attention can be really beneficial. Yeah, absolutely. I love that all this stuff is so intertwined. It's great. Mm. Next week, we're going to talk about acceptance in Japanese psychology. Yeah, cool. So, but this week, I think that there's your, uh, it should be pretty obvious what your homework is, is to just start to notice where your attention is and, and just do a little exercise every day on, on just shifting your attention um, mm -hmm. back and forth, shifting it from internal to external so that you start to develop those skills. Catch you next week. See ya.